0: Religious Sanity, episode 7. Yes. I'm yeah,
1: Peter and I'll be sitting here with Pastor Andrew Stelig.
0: Yeah. Hello. Hello. I, I, I thought uh, like talking about that insane situation where we have an occupant of White House. Yeah. A secular state by definition uh publicly on tv claiming to be the chosen one <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes. i think that it is uh religiously insane yes and therefore a good theme for us for uh, you know if we call it religious yes. sanity so yes. really addressing it and yes. and i was thinking about it um uh, it there, there is clear messianism in it, but it's not coming from, from his head. Yeah, uh, I, I think that it is coming more from uh, those uh, crazy evangelical backgrounds where he was early on labeled as an, uh, Cyrus Redivivus, you know, revived uh, King Cyrus or Cyrus the Great. The Persian uh, Persian king uh-huh. uh, who allowed uh, Jews in Babylonia to return back and reestablish uh, Yehud, which was like a Judean uh, enclave, to return back to the promised land mm-hmm. and and rebuild Jerusalem and rebuild the temple after Babylonian captivity, that uh, Cyrus the Great uh, was, of course, a Persian king or emperor, who was true founder of the Persian Empire. And simply by virtue of capturing Babylonia, took possession of it, uh, and uh, that made it it possible for, uh, you know, issuing edict about allowing return of those who were in captivity, not only Jews, uh, to return to their homeland, which they wanted to do. And so this is uh, like the background for that, and, and this yeah, is you know, an,
1: this is what evangelicals have said this about, like they've re, they've.
0: Yes, yeah. Him the, to- mostly, mostly it is associated with uh, if you remember some time ago the return or uh, placing uh, American embassy in Jerusalem, yes, reclaiming right. that, and uh, and simply. Uh, all of uh, these kind of aspirations. uh, It is uh, associated uh, among some crazy ones uh, with uh, dreams about rebuilding uh, Jerusalem temple uh, and and so on and so forth, you you know. And those dreams of the return of all the Jews back to the promised land, which is supposed according to their way of reading uh, ancient prophecies uh, crazy reading yeah. of those prophecies to to bring forth uh, the rapture, you know, or the end of the time as they see it, and uh, so that they want to force divine hand by making it a, a possible, and they perceive uh, uh, the current occupant of White House as. Uh, as an equivalent to that ancient uh, Persian king Cyrus Uh, saying, you know, he is flawed like Cyrus was uh, morally and <laughs> many different ways, yeah. but he is acting uh, yeah. as a tool in the hand uh, like nice. it is in Isaiah and yeah. uh, you, you know other prophecies. So here we have uh, uh, revived Cyrus, you know a return of Cyrus right. in, in, in this uh, orange figure yeah and
1: um, <laughs> no, no, no surely you can't be saying that Trump hears this and that's what makes him this I super think that, egotistical I, you know,
0: he he has he an has narcissistic uh, personality to begin with you know and then he hears this yeah and in his own way is processing it uh, with <laughs> yeah. his Limited education and uh, limited uh, imagination and intelligence. Yeah. And, and it, it leads into these uh, megalomaniac uh, claims, like being the chosen one or the king of the Jews. I think that it was also. And that's all uh, very, very dangerous. You know, in the Middle East, uh, it's like a spark in the, um, you know, gunpowder. Uh, yeah. bunker. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's really dangerous and uh, people don't recognize how, how dangerous it is. Uh, so, but for me, as a student of uh, ancient religions in, in Middle East, um, this compersion of uh, our current administration with its narrow-minded approach to the world, cannot be further away from the Persian uh, Empire and Cyrus the Great. Um, I I can hardly imagine anything being more uh, disparate or different from each other. There are many reasons, but uh, you, you, you know, if you know more about the Persian Empire, and, and we are learning now uh, in academia more and more about uh, Persian period, there have been a big blossoming in the last decades of the studies mm. about the Persian Empire, um, Then, then you can recognize this is an false parallel, absolutely false parallel, because Persians were highly multicultural, multi-religious, multilingual people. You know, that empire was really built upon these principles of uh, tolerance and uh, they they send those Jews back to uh, Judea, or they call that province uh, Yehud, uh, because of that tolerance, religious tolerance, uh, which was different from all uh, other empires and definitely Babylonians. Babylonians wanted to uh, impose uh, their Babylonian religion while here there they are Persians and they are coming oh you can worship your God mm. uh, just return and build your temple there were some you know tensions about it uh, but mostly from the neighbors not necessarily from Persians mm. uh, you know denouncing neighbors you know they are building their temple because they want to question your authority or something like that but generally that was uh Uh, They were quite tolerant uh, here in Babylonia as well. Uh, They they did not want to impose their own Persian religion on people. Mm -hmm. And that was also how they managed for centuries to keep an uh, enormous empire. Really, the next empire of that size would be Roman Empire Mm -hmm. uh, centuries later. And they kept that for centuries uh, and would go from today's Afghanistan all the way through Asia Minor and Egypt, and you know from Crimea uh, to in the, in the north you know or Central Asian steppes, all the way down to to, to the south egypt hmm. you know and and Sudan. So uh, it was an enormous and, you know, the empire and built upon tolerance, uh, religious tolerance, cultural tolerance Mm. and linguistic tolerance. You know, their Persian language was, of course, Persian language or Farsi these days. You know, it simply developed into that. But uh, the official language of the Persian Empire was not Persian. Hmm. It was Aramaic. Oh. You know, and, and they kept scholars or bureaucrats who were multilingual. And they were able to communicate in Akkadian, uh, Persian, uh, of course, uh, Aramaic. Uh, that they kept Greek. Uh, uh, speakers uh, and uh, so, you know, multi-linguistic approach was mirroring that uh, multicultural and multi-religious approach. Mm. So that they're enormously tolerant, and you know, that's definitely not what you see with current administration. No. You know, it's as narrow-minded as you can imagine, and uh, having understanding for other cultures is um, is not there, and uh, just picking against the prejudice against, say, Hispanic people, and, and so on, and Spanish-speaking, uh, as if it was some mediocre, uh, language and uh, not a language of Cervantes, <laughs> you right. know, and, 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 and so on and so forth. So it's, it's just painful. And this is, this is a good
1: example of Christians taking a very thin slice mm-hmm. of history and ignoring all the rest, like you're mm-hmm. saying and just talking about how this one little thing happened, and how that means something to them, and how that informs ah, I, their...
0: I would say not even taking a slice of history. It's complete misunderstanding. Right, right. right, uh, right. Not, not understanding the history. Uh, being misguided by what we have in the Bible as an testament of the faith, very very narrow very partisan Mm -hmm. and making it into the principle by which they want to shape and rule the world and that's just not a wise policy or wise approach to life and uh, in in order to understand uh, say Isaiah or these texts uh, which are more than 2,000 years old, 2,500 years old, say. Uh, you, you, you need to understand that time. Mm-hmm. You just don't, you, you, you cannot pick a few verses from the Bible without con- understanding the context. Because you'll be completely misinterpreting what was going on and how it can be applied to today. Uh, you are completely missing uh, this uh, broader understanding of uh, Persian Empire, for instance. You know, you see the parallel. The parallel is, uh, uh, you, you know. Non-faithful or uh, you, you know strange king who is an instrument in God's hand, you know it 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 seems appealing to you, so let us use that parallel mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and and not understanding you know why, for instance, Cyrus, with all his imperial dreams and aspirations, is still different from the guy who uh, who has these nightmares of empire? I would call it, you know, or demons of empire, yeah. you know. And and it, it goes further because in Cyrus, it's an uh, it's an empire being on its ascendancy, mm. while with Trump, just being looking at it, it's an empire in its decline. Mm-hmm. Let us be honest, yeah, you know, or definitely on a plateau or yeah. nearing decline, period. And uh, so comparing that, that's another false yeah. comparison. Of, uh, so, I, I, I think it is important for us to, to, to pay attention uh, to the, the historical background and not. To jump to any conclusions
1: uh, yes.
0: just you know just seeing something they like it so we'll use it yeah uh, y- yeah yeah you know. uh, it's it,
1: i mean for people like you that understand this stuff this just adds an extra layer of hor- horror and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and uh annoyance Yeah, to put it lightly mm-hmm. to you to you i guess Yeah,
0: absolutely because Persians, uh, they, they were uh, so respectful mm. of, of people across their borders. Yeah, yeah. we know that they were fighting later on and not in this period with Greeks, for instance. But even that led them to accepting and adopting so much of the Greek culture and vice versa. Greeks adopted and accepted so much from mm-hmm. the Persian culture. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's another... Uh, area but that would come much later you know not at the this time of cyrus cyrus is just building the empire in middle east and and uniting those people there and uh, setting up satrapies and, and expanding the rule and and bringing in people from all over the world uh, mm-hmm. under his rule and doing it yes um, through military exploits, uh, but uh, at the same time, largely to rejoicing of the local population. Mm. Uh, so it was, at least in these early stages, uh, something like a benevolent empire uh, embraced by the subjects. mm mm-hmm who saw the symbolism of being respected and being brought in and with their languages, with their religions, with their cultures, uh, not being forced into one particular uh, way, one particular race. Mm. That's the other aspect, you know, the blatant racism these days with the administration while you know persians were tolerant even in that respect the,
1: the 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 thing is if if he had said i am chosen by the people this wouldn't have triggered but this thinking from you, the, the, the words "I am the chosen one."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah is yeah, yeah. what is. But I think it is really coming back down to Isaiah and and uh, his way of uh, welcoming and treating uh, Cyrus the Great, uh, mm. not necessarily in exact language like that. Even though some of it could be found even there. You know, but no, it's, 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 it's crazy, you know, and that's one thing that uh, in Isaiah, uh, it was applied to Cyrus the Great, but later on, as the, the ages rolled, it became more and more uh, associated with apocalyptic uh, eschatological Messianic expectations. because, say, under Persian Empire, they felt empowered and freer. Mm-hmm. But then came, uh, then came uh, Alexander the Great and then the Diadox, Greek uh, rulers of Egypt and Syria, who started to exercise oppressive rule again over them and there was this big uprising uh, under Maccabees. But that brought this apocalyptic expectations of of a new savior. And yes, uh, after that period, Romans came and uh, it got all loose. And and, you know, in in New Testament time, you have very, very strong uh, eschatological, if not outright apocalyptic expectations of, of of the Second Coming, you know, uh, and uh, with persecution of the church it, it yeah. got much stronger uh, within the early church. Here we are really talking about the Persian and how unfitting it is to use this image for the current administration. It's just, uh, I, I don't know, <laughs> it, it shows an utter ignorance. Yeah. On, on the side of those fundamentalistic evangelicals. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, yeah. they, they just jump into conclusions.
1: With all this religious insanity, mm-hmm. the only way to combat this is with religio sanity. Yes. And you are doing your part here. I'm trying,
0: I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying. <laughs> and I think that the, our, our church is trying as yes, well. You, yes. you know, there is a way to be Personal faith to be engaged with religion and be at the same time a sane person
1: yes and
0: yes. you know that's that's what we are trying to be yes
1: until next time
0: bye bye.